really one of the main jobs of sales copy is not to necessarily just build desire for the product or moving towards it, which although that is important, it's to remove the barriers that get it between the person and, and fulfilling their desire. In other words, fears really or objections. We are Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. For show notes with links and resources mentioned today and for other GC resources like downloads, just visit our blog, theecommerceleader.com. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com ba.com forward slash eva radically improving your conversion rate comes down to a few key ideas one of them being the copywriting you use for your products on your website and in this episode of the e-commerce leader we're going to do a deep dive into all things copywriting so that you can transform from where you're at to excellence in copywriting michael are you ready to do that i'm absolutely ready to do this yeah i love this topic all right, let's do it. So this is a freeform episode here a little bit, but we've got a nice collection of copywriting tips and tricks yeah. that we're going to mention and the books behind them. And yeah. so I think part of the outcome of this this episode in particular would probably be a whole stack of books that people might want to go buy. Yeah. And so we, you've probably got more in your mind already than I have listed here and I have a few more. So we're going to have quite a collection of copywriting specific books for people to check out. But let me just mention the first one that I've got on the list here and walk through the, the concepts in it that are valuable for copywriting. And then, Michael, love your perspective on that. The, yeah. the book is Influence by Robert, Robert Cialdini. Many, many people have you know, read this book. And if you're new to it and never read it or, or seen or heard of it before, it's a fantastic book to get. Uh, Cialdini is a science guy, and he talks about persuasion techniques. And so the, the thesis behind this is, you know, influencing people's psychology with specific techniques, or really, he writes it in such a way that he explains how people's psychology is influenced by specific techniques. And then, of course, he realizes everyone wants to apply them. And so let's just talk through those for a minute. The, the list is a short list and really powerful concepts. The first one's reciprocity, meaning that people are inclined to do something for you if you've done something for them. So giving them something for free creates an environment in which they're predisposed to be, you know, nice back in essence, but that's reciprocity. Uh, commitment and consistency is the next one. And that is that people psychologically want to follow through on things they started. This is where you get the idea of the sunk cost concept or sunk cost fallacy, where people are I guess you could say in poker terms, they're pot. if people are into something, then they follow through generally. Their mind wants them to finish those tasks. And so commitment and consistency is a key a psychological influence. Social proof is another one. Social proof is the concept that all of us are influenced by what other people like, what other people value. 
the vanity metrics and social media as it happens matter for the purpose of social proof. And you might think vanity metrics are stupid. You know, how many Twitter followers you have or YouTube subscribers or whatever, but to a prospect, it sends a signal. And so that's uh, the power of social proof. The, the next one is authority, positioning yourself as an authority in the mind of the consumer, central idea. The next one is liking people buy from people they like. And the old idea of, you know, you want your customers to know, like, and trust plays into that. And then the final one is scarcity. People are moved powerfully by scarcity and people want what they can't have. And they're moved by urgency and scarcity triggers for sure. So Michael, what are your thoughts on Cialdini and his great book and work? Absolutely love this book. I was introduced to it, gosh, when I first got into internet marketing, probably about 2007. I've got a copy somewhere that I haven't read for a while. That's basically because I've quasi-memorized it. I think I've like got underlinings and underlinings and, and highlights and goodness knows what in it. And I, I think this book is absolutely fantastic. And here's what I take from it. People think marketing, because that's what it looks like, is about words, images, and videos. And I don't think there is at all. I think really the key to great marketing is understanding psychological principles. And, and really the no ones you really need to know about are if you read no other books about marketing psychology, I think the Cialdini book is the number one that I would recommend. It's very straightforward for a scientist. It's very untechnical, but it's very, very clear. It's very authoritative. There's a lot of studies that go behind stuff. And what's interesting is it comes from the, I don't know, 70s or 80s, but it's still absolutely true today, I think. And what happens now is that digital marketing has become so complex in the, the medium that it feels like everything's changed, but I don't think it has because the psychological principles it's based on are still the same. So for me, the simple use of this book's chapters, and you just outlined those, a really fantastic checklist for starters in a very practical way. If you just use this and go through your marketing campaigns, is there reciprocity? You know, are you doing something for your customers before you expect them to do something for you? Often you'll find your email marketing is just, you know, sudden death and nothing else. It's like, hello, we're doing a 90% sale, buy our stuff, thanks. And then nothing for three months. The commitment and consistent, you're getting people to give you an email address before you get them to do something else, before you get them to buy, before you get them to subscribe. Do you have social proof? You know, have you got a, a, a Facebook group, for example, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what authority have you got? Have you got an endorsement by a celebrity, etc.? So if you use it as a checklist, you, you will massively improve your marketing just by that. And so I think there's just so much in this book. I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so that's Cialdini. Let's just rattle through these and uh, sure. and talk about ideas. I think that would probably be the most common book people have heard of before. There's another yeah. book that I appreciate and a copywriter I really appreciate it followed for more than a decade. And I usually know the quality of copywriters if you get on their email list and you're still following them a year or two later, you're like, okay, they, they eat their own dog food. They know what they're doing and they keep me interested. And, and so Bob Bly is the guy's name. He's not that well known, but he has a book called The Copywriter's Handbook. And he has a newsletter you know, stream that you can get into that is packed with great information. And his four S's framework is an interesting little tool. And his goal for it is reader comprehension. One of the most powerful parts of copywriting is the idea of using incredibly simple language to communicate incredibly powerful ideas. And the simpler the language, the more comprehensible it is. And you want reader comprehension to be insanely you know, good for your work. And so his four S's are, number one, small words. Number two, short sentences. Number three, short paragraphs. And number four, short sections. So 
in essence, everything chunked down to simple and short, you know, small bits that people can easily understand and comprehend. And, you know, in a lot of ways on Amazon, you know, I remember we've talked about this before in the podcast, Michael, that I was at a conference here in Seattle and one of the Amazon people got permission to speak at the conference. They, they don't speak generally. And he is, was, it was in essence in charge of the product page on Amazon. Like he was, he's been there for like 20 years or whatever. And he's like, he's the dude. And he just said, you know, I can't tell you exactly how to rig the system or anything like that, but I can tell you that people radically underutilize the bullet points. So if your bullet points are insanely well constructed and thought through, then you need to look at that as a pro tip. And so, you know, this is very powerful stuff on Amazon. And I think it speaks to what Bob Bly is talking about, where reader comprehension is super important. Yeah, I really agree with that. I think clarity, it's its gradually taken me years to get to this point of simplicity, but I really think clarity is the absolute number one priority for marketing work. And this is the heart of the matter for me. I mean, writing great copy, as in being very, very good at the craft of writing words, is really powerful. But I think what people miss is it's a bigger thing than that. I think before you can communicate clearly to other people, you need to be very, very clear in your mind. And when I say other people, I don't mean just your consumers, although that's obviously important. I mean, people like your um, graphic designers and photographers or videographers if you're doing you know modern marketing on amazon or, or shopify anything physical products based is very very visually oriented but what i think is critical is to use words to clarify for yourself and have conversations as well and go over and over and, and refine and, and what you tend to find you do is just remove stuff for example i've just been writing it's not for physical products just been writing scripts for our new uh, sponsor eva the dot guru and to get the podcast script that that is really gets everything across but within 60 seconds or pros- preferably 30 seconds for a pre-roll is really an art and you just find yourself getting rid and cutting, cutting, cutting. And the great app for this, by the way, is the Hemingway editor. Hemingway is famous American stylist uh, who believes in cutting unnecessary stuff out. And I've got it here. It's really cool. Hemingwayapp.com. You've got to try and aim for fewer than three adverbs. Don't use the passive voice one, three times. Keep it extremely simple, very short sentences. It's very good. And it really does strip everything down to essentials. And it's so it's the, that reminds me of that Bruce Lee quote, which is something like the heart of cultivation is not adding. It is taking away and it's really true in marketing that a lot of the best marketing seems very simple because it is but it took a lot of work to get to that point and How it's not Bruce to be come up with so many wise business concepts yeah i don't know because he was wise and wisdom is wisdom i guess yeah i mean it's it really is true i think that the yeah. really great marketers actually consider a lot of options i mean if i'm writing mm-hmm. it i'm not saying a great marketer but if i'm writing mm-hmm. a title of a talk or something i went another thing i went through recently i had to compress what i was trying to get across with the, the messaging for the entire business amazing fba into 10 words for the title of the conference i'm speaking at next week at the white label expo in frankfurt doing a keynote address there and it took me about half an hour and i wrote the like 30 different variations and eventually came up with something that was the i thought a honed if not perfect 10 word thing so don't underestimate this it takes work but it's really important work i think yeah absolutely right okay so that's bob lie the next set of ideas here is from me from <laughs> e-commerce power book but they're derivative ideas from other people so i don't take credit for them in, in in any way but i'll just say this for shopify sellers in particular for your copywriting and your sales emphasis, you want to focus on the top of your homepage. People horribly mismanage their slider on the top of their homepage. 
Uh, and the number one choice there that people make the incorrectly is that they create branding or general marketing messages and put them on a slider. And that in essence is a total waste of the top of your site. The top of your site should be a call to action to buy a specific product that you're clearly presenting in an appealing way. And ideally it's a product you, you know, your best product or a product you, you know, know that customers like to buy as a first product. And you want to have that be crystal clear, no ambiguity, and it needs to be changed over time, like probably weekly. So you've got a top of site that changes for when people come back. But most Shopify sites that are failing in terms of conversion rate or sales, the top of their homepage is not very well thought through. And so that's that's one thing. Uh, the second thing is you want to have direct and clear offers and no ambiguity, no general categories offer like shop our full collection of everything because we're awesome everywhere and it, with all our products. It's got to be super concise, like, you know, our potholder number two in red is 50% off this week uh, or whatever. The third thing is, you know, single focus, not multi-focus. So this is sort of the same idea. And then, as I said in the prior episode that we were just recording a bit ago, a confused mind says no or go slow. You want to have really, really clear thinking that you're presenting. And then... Finally, this is not my original phrase, but you want to join the conversation occurring in the customer's mind. You want to speak into what they need, what they're trying to achieve, their fears, their uncertainty, what their goals are. And and the better you can speak right into that, the more they'll say, oh, yeah, these guys get it. These guys know what what I want, what I need. And they'll just start right into your sales funnel and check out. Um, So, Michael, any thoughts on those? I know we've talked about those ideas before, but... We have. I mean, it's they're really great, great principles. I think that the the first couple of principles remind me of, of Donald Miller's book, Building a Story Brand, which I imagine you know very, very well based on the emphasis you put on that. And the subtitle of that book is Clarify Your Message So Customers Will Listen. Again, the word clarity is turning up. And also the listening thing, I guess, comes ironically, you want somebody to listen, you probably need to demonstrate that you understand them first for them to even be willing to kind of open up to you and I, I think joining the conversation occurring the, the customer's mind that you've just said is really subtle work and really important work and I think to do that you need to make the effort and I think you know if you're an Amazon seller don't be lazy about this it's, it takes more work for you but you can still do it which is to say an Amazon seller artificial distinction like if you sell on Amazon mostly let's say that you need to make the effort but you can literally talk to your customers and I think you should I think most of us work on the basis of assumption and assumptions are the mother of all F-ups, as we say in the UK. It, it's not a good starting point. Actual conversation, actual text exchanges, chats, emails, whatever form of interaction, as well as observing buyer behavior, not either or, but both and there. Yeah. I think it's so important. I think for me, it's fast becoming an obsession that I say to my customers, look, my clients, I should say, please, please, in however you do it, in whatever form, whether you're a raw startup or really established, please obsess about understanding your customer because that changes everything you say, show, and do with them. Absolutely right. Okay, the next book on our list is Alex Hormozzi, $100 million offers, how to make offers so good people feel stupid saying no. That book is worth the read. I did it on Audible. I'm going to get the paperback actually because I want to mark it up and look at some of the additional ideas in it just visually. It's that good of a book. One concept in it, he, he says that really stands out to me is just, and I've said this before in prior podcasts, make a list of all your customers' fears, uncertainty, and doubts, their questions or confusions, and then simply reverse 
the idea and build it into your copy. So for example, a customer might say to you, I don't have time. And your copywriting would be, how our product saves you time. It's just that simple. And it's a brilliant copywriting methodology that allows you to have a lot of copy content that is clean, simple, obvious, and is, you know, it's got a, a foundation that's not just you blathering on about something. The foundation is you're speaking into the mind of the customer. And I love his book for that reason. Any thoughts on that? And then we've got a whole list of books here we probably want to recommend beyond that one. Yeah, I think that's really great. Two things that are great about it. One is clean, simple, and obvious. Again, to the point of clarity is really important. But the other thing is, as you say, sort of blubbering on about the, the product, really one of the main jobs of sales copy is not to necessarily just build desire for the product or moving towards it, which although that is important, it's to remove the barriers that get it between the person and, and fulfilling their desire. In other words, fears really, or objections. And I think it's really, really smart to build that into your copy, not to just tack it on as a, a sort of afterthought, because I guess a lot of products, if people are even on a product detail page, there's an implication that at some level, they probably do want the product. So our job is bigger than we think, a bigger percentage of the job than we think to remove those barriers to buying. I think that is the majority of the work. And so to focus on that way, super smart. I've not read the book, but I'm definitely going to go get it now. Yeah, it's definitely worth the read for sure. Okay, so there's other books that are top of mind for me. As I made that list and poked, a, you know, pulled a few threads out of those books, I realized, oh, I just forgot about a whole bunch of books that are really super powerful. And so I'll just mention them and we put them on the show notes here as links. One that I would highly encourage people to track down is Eugene Schwartz's Breakthrough Advertising. This book is hard to get because it's out of print. And usually people put it on eBay or Amazon for like 50 bucks or whatever. So if you can get yourself a copy, you should do that. I don't believe it's in Kindle or Audible. And it is very, very valuable. It's worth going through repeatedly. I'll just tell you that, like, for example, on page 51, there's a list of 38 ways to strengthen your headline. And it's formula based, you know, it's like, and so number one is measure the size of the claim. 2000 filter traps in a Viceroy, which is, I guess, a cigarette ad. This is old school. I am 61 pounds lighter. Who ever heard of 17,000 blooms from a single plant? Those are measuring the size of the claim. So that's one thing he just mentioned that's on one page this book is literally like i it is genius and that third that list of 38 things by itself is worth getting the book so that's uh eugene schwartz do you have that book michael is it even i, I do not i've come is he the guy who wrote uh the book that tim ferris recommended in the four work week or, or sort of is it schwartz who wrote uh think big or mm -hmm. the magic of thinking big is that the same guy is it eugene schwartz uh, it might be different schwartz know, like, yeah maybe i'm looking on uh amazon as we speak i don't know if it's the same guy well, while you do that i've got a couple of other ones i mean one yeah. of them is my one of my most obsessive uh you know recommendations perry marshall i just i know you're gonna say, thinking yeah. i'm yeah. a big fan of his thinking he's a very analytical kind of nerd so maybe it just resonates with me but it's called 80 20 sales and marketing it's a real kind of a grab bag of sales and marketing thoughts but under the umbrella of the 80 20 idea and again mm -hmm. Because all of us are pretty much overwhelmed 100% of the time if we, if we allow ourselves to be in the digital space where there's so much information, new techniques to absorb, new platforms, too, much too many metrics, I think it's really, really good to go in with that mentality 
of of simplifying there's another book which is really old school claude hopkins scientific advertising which i bought um a while ago and then started reading and it's actually very engaging i think it's from the 60s or something it's kind of i've been watching mad men recently which is all about the madison avenue in in the 60s -hmm. and really this is like the beginnings of the thinking where you turn from just kind of creating some stuff as you say and just chucking out there and hoping it works to the beginnings of mass metrics gathering and that way of thinking, you know, it kind of seems old fashioned to the the idea that it's new seems old fashioned. And yet some of the thinking, and I think it's quite thought provoking that it's a reminder of nothing else that we need to kind of base what we're doing on, on, you know, measurement, not just our thoughts, really. That's funny. We're on season three of Mad Men. We just started watching it too. On exactly the same season. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's weird. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, there's something fascinating about that, that kind of crazy testosterone fueled, sexist, crazy old school environment, which is very different to, to modern advertising, I think, but also some of the magic of advertising is captured in that. I think the mm-hmm. fact that you can come up with a really amazing angle and the concept, yeah. the people who gets the big, the people who get the big bucks again, to the talk of concepts, mm-hmm. Don Draper, the hero of the show, Philandra, kind of troubled man, but an advertising genius. And his genius is kind of, I think it's two things. It's empathy. So understanding how the customer feels. And I think um, Seth Godin said, amateur marketers need to sell to scratch their own itch because they understand only themselves, but a professional marketer, understands what it feels like to be somebody else can put somebody else's shoes and don draper's the the you know master of that and the other thing is conceptual clarity for example they're selling their lipstick and instead of saying they're going to offer a hundred different uh you know colors of lipstick they kind of make the point that it's about having one and each woman wants to make their own choice and they're going to mark their man and it's this very powerful image at the center of it so i think it's kind of fun and educational as well it is Okay, a couple other book recommendations on my side. Joe Sugarman has a great book, The Adweek Copywriting Handbook. It is a classic go-to, and he's the famous infomercial marketer. And this book is very well constructed and laid out. As I flip through it here, I'm looking at it. There are just tons and tons of highlights. And I was using colored pencils, obviously, at this point in my highlighting life. I don't know why, but there's all kinds of notes here I've made. This is a goldmine book as well. and then the final one I'll mention is John Capel's uh, Tested Advertising Methods. And so that's a fantastic resource as well. These are kind of the Mad Men era guys. And they, they're, you know, most of their work was done in newspaper, print, and magazine type stuff. But that's a great book as well for people who are looking for it. And I'm sure we're forgetting ones. And copywriters of note and of legend who are really effective that you can go find their work and, and read from. But those are hopefully some good uh, recommendations for your copywriting library. And I think it's really powerful to start to build that out. Again, all of this goes to expanding your conversion rate and what that possibly could look like for you. Can you double it? You know, can you double it again? And copywriting central to that idea. The only person we've left out who's really famous, I think, is Gary Halbert, isn't it? Who mm. I haven't really read much mm-hmm. of his stuff, but he's famous for his kind of crazy, slightly uh, off off piece, you know, books and things. So I think he'd be worth reading. I think it's the the bore on letters is one of his famous ones, isn't it? I've not really read a lot mm-hmm. of his stuff, but I've always been kind of curious about his stuff. So I think that he would be. It's kind of old school and yet, you know, very famous and, and kind of inspiring. So, wow, we've got quite a list of books for people to read today. Lots to take on board. Can you give a summary for people of uh, maybe not just the books, but also the, the sort of main takeaways from each book that you recommend, the sort of four core books, if you will? 
Yeah, absolutely. So copywriting is so central to conversion rate optimization that it's something that all of us should spend a good solid amount of time learning and perfecting. The books we've mentioned include Influence by Cialdini, and his focus is on psychological uh, triggers or influence triggers. The Copywriter's Handbook by Bob Bly, his focus is on reader comprehension and simplicity of messaging. My book, e-commerce power, you can pick up for a grab bag of random tips and suggestions related to your Shopify site and beyond. Uh, the $100 million offer by Alex Hormozzi is a, a book that's really, really powerful. But we didn't mention Ray Edwards, How to Write Copy That Sells. That's a great book. Eugene Schwartz, Breakthrough Advertising. Joe Sugarman, The Adweek Copywriting Handbook. John Capel's Tested Advertising Methods. Where's your list? Sorry, we lost it. Oh, Perry Marshall, 80-20, Sales and Marketing. Claude Hopkins, Scientific Advertising, Gary Halbert, The Boron Letters, John Capel's Tested Advertising Methods, if I didn't say that one. So all of these are, are books that will help you tune up your copywriting and get better at it over time. So one thing that strikes you talking simplicity and clarity of messaging, we have a lot of options for people and the confused mind does nothing. So if you had to pick one book or maybe two, where would you people, where would you, if it's somebody's first book on copywriting, what would you suggest they buy or, or read? You know, it's going to shock me to say this. I think maybe it's just a recency effect, which is a thing, but it's the Alex Hormozzi book, $100 million offers. It's so current wow. and it's so digital marketing focused and it is that good. I, I, would, I would give that book to somebody as a starting point and then I would say to them if they're really fascinated by the topic then they can go deeper into these other older resources. But that one is just current and relevant to digital age. And so, yeah, I think it's a great resource. It's that big a, it's that big a, a book for me, which is wow. sort of surprising. Yeah. yeah, it kind of is surprising to me. And, and that's a really, really powerful endorsement. You've, you've definitely sold me on the idea of, of buying that book. Well, folks, I um, hope you've enjoyed today's episode. I certainly have. I, I've got lots of reading to do, so don't panic. If you need to buy one book, it's the Hormozy book, Alex Hormozy, $100 million offers. As ever, folks, don't forget, if you're listening to the show and enjoying it, which we hope you are, don't forget to subscribe on whatever podcast player you're on, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is. If you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a rating out of one, two, three, four, or even preferably five stars. You don't have to write a review if you're in a hurry. And of course, last but not least, don't forget, we've now launched season three with an exciting call-in show. It's the Commerce Leader call-in show. It's on the call-in app, which is C-A-L-L-I-N, as you'd expect. So if you just download that to your phone, I think it's iPhone only at the moment, as I understand it. And uh, so if you're an Android user, go and pester them and hopefully they will produce that uh, uh, android version soon and uh we've got really exciting conversations already kicked off it's a four-way conversational basic format with chris green uh very big name in the amazon space for lots of different things and kyle hamer which is the the other powerhouse thinker in in jason uh, jason's uh winning on shopify which i know is going to be rebranded soon so definitely worth checking out and you've got some really good guests coming up as well haven't you got somebody you've got kate coming in to talk about some retail arbs things as well we were going to have kate until we found out she has an android phone and that Colin app only works for iphone so maybe tbd on future guests <laughs> yes. a little bit of a wrinkle but you're going to be traveling this tuesday so we're going to wing it without you as our recording occurs but yeah so we'll see how that plays out going forward but we do hope to have guests and even, you know, people who are listeners who want to call in and be popped into the show on the app and uh, have conversations with us. So in the future, we're going to take that format into fun directions. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So folks, lots of places to connect with us. Please do connect. And thank you so much for your time and attention. Attention is the scarce commodity these days. We're really grateful to have it and honored to try and serve you the best we can, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, podcast apps, or even on the calling app. We're all over the place now. So thank you so much for listening and watching. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.